Hi, this is Chris from Chris Betts Verses. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, if you're considering donating, I would obviously appreciate it. It's uh, there's you know there's no uh, there's no Joe Rogan money going here, so anything you can give is incredibly appreciated. It'll all either go to better equipment or whiskey. Both improve my life immeasurably. So thank you again for listening. Uh, I hope that you're well. Keep enjoying it. Take care. Happy New Year! I hope everybody had a good festive period. I hope uh, you drank too much and then forgot where your own bathroom was. I hope that um, I hope that you made the right decision and stayed home, no matter what country you're in right now, unless it's like New Zealand or Taiwan, uh, and I think Vietnam. Everyone else, just stay the fuck home. Uh, I hope that you. Did not sing Auld Lang Syne because that song needs to go. Can someone, can Ricky Martin please write a new New Year's song? Because I need something that's less depressing. It's really, I mean, it's an old Scottish ode to sadness, I believe. I think Auld is Scottish for old. Lang is Scottish for sad. And Zine is Scottish for me. It's called Old Sad Me. And they just sing about how old and sad everything is, and it's the end of the new year, but or it's the end of the old year, and, and next year's going to be just as bad, so let's sing a dirge. So I need Ricky Martin just coming in, upside, inside, out. We're ringing in the new year. Come on, Ricky. you Don't act like you don't need the money. Anyways, hi, it's Chris Betts Versus. Welcome to the podcast. I am sitting in my London uh, house chair. I am currently looking at a pause video screen for grand theft auto 5 which i i finally broke down a box it was like 15 pounds and it's been around for years and i just i just thought you know what now's the time and it is so goddamn silly at one point i got to inhabit a dog but i did it at the wrong time because it was having sex with another dog so i just got like a pov of a dog <laughs> behind another dog it's very strange. At one point, I had to go around and pick just the right gilet or uh, a vest if you're North American. I don't know if we call them gilets back home. Uh, it's just, it's so silly. I played tennis against my cheating wife for a while. You play a full game of tennis or as many games as you want. It's a, it's, it feels like they took all the energy that people used to put in to uh, murdering prostitutes in the game and put it into how many weird scenarios can we put people through while also having them rob jewelry stores etc so it's pretty fun but uh yeah so i'm sitting here it's the new year i had a great new year i i watched movies and uh drank and cooked we were cooking until one in the morning and just sort of gradually making our way through food we talked shit and listened to old soul music it was a really it was actually one of the best new years i've had in a long time and it was just very low-key it was uh, myself my wife and my housemate paul and we we just had a, a a bang up bang up evening. I hope that you had something very similar. Now this is the best of regrets 2020 episode. I'm going to be releasing the first new episode of 2021 next week. But I took last Wednesday off just to just to have a week to myself and enjoy myself. That's actually I apologize for the late release on this one. It was because I was trying to figure out what summed up 2020. What there were so many great parts of the show and I wasn't sure what to highlight what to I felt bad about leaving anything out but then I figured it's 2020 what better than regrets I mean really which one of us is going to look back on this year and think year well spent good job everyone <laughs> we, we all nailed it brought out the best in all of us so I think uh, that highlighting some of my favorite regrets on this show is by far the best way to ring in the new year and uh, uh, close out a terrible one my regrets personally i feel like because i never talk about my regrets i don't i mean i don't have that many i'm a very silly person and so uh so i just kind of keep moving which i think i talked about in the uh, alice fraser laura davis episode when she was talking about her regretting uh, regretting and i think mine is i wish i had 
enjoyed the shows that I'd done right before lockdown. I'd been opening for Phil Wang on tour for a few weeks, and I was loving it. But I, I think I was starting to take it for granted by the end. And I wish I'd, I wish I'd enjoyed that more. I wish I'd recorded my comedy album. That's what I really wish I'd done. I have a standing offer from a record label in America to release a comedy album, and I was supposed to record it. But then a few different tragedies happened, sort of within very short span of time, and as a result, they all. Uh, uh, kept pushing the recording date back and then lockdown hit and, and it was just an impossibility. So I regret that because I'd love to have made that and be able to release it now. But uh, I regret not starting this podcast sooner. I can't believe I sat on my ass for seven months. I mean, I made silly videos. If you want to if you want to check on my YouTube page, I made uh, uh, top pro life tips every day for a month, which are, um, you know, tips for everyday life, how to juggle, you know, gardening. Um, how to dress well. Now, whether it's good advice or not, that's up to you. But I enjoyed making the videos. I, I wrote topical jokes, uh, which you can find under the Week Daily podcast, which was another just sort of brief little podcast stint. But what I should have been doing was this. This is something that I love doing, and I'm so glad I get to do every week. So I regret that. You know what I don't regret, and this is for the first time in my life, is how many video games I've played. I feel like for every person that I kill in a video game, that's a life I've saved in the real world by not going out. So it's every time I was just pat on the back, way to go. Did you just hit a, a a priest with the van that you stole, Chris? Yes, I did. But I did not speak to my elderly neighbors in a closed room. So how about that? And it, then it's pat, pat, pat. Good job, everybody. Job well done. Anyways, enough of my rambling. So we're going to go into the regrets. So we have seven regrets in this episode. Uh, they I'll be doing indiv individual um, I'll be doing individual intros for each one. So I'll play the clip and then I'll come back and and prep for the next one to give you a bit of context and see what's going on. I I hope that you enjoyed the show. Uh, feel free to uh, tweet about it if you did. Let your friends know that it's out there. Obviously. Uh, as usual, if you want to support the show, all money from my Patreon will be going towards paying someone to edit the show for me because I am honestly just figuring it out as I go along. And so I feel like there's a lot of things that could be done better. There are some sound effects that I want to put in there, make it a little bit more like a game show. Uh, I want to be better at adjusting the levels, all these kinds of things that I could learn, but I, I really hate listening to the sound of my own voice. That's really why I want to pay someone is so that I don't sit and listen to me arguing with people for hours. I just want to do the arguing and then give it over to someone else who is better suited, not just technically, but also emotionally, to listen to me for an hour than I am. But, uh, yeah, so if you want to if you want to uh, sign up to the Patreon and support the show, it's patreon.com slash mrchrisbetts. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mrchrisbetts. Those are all mrchrisbetts, my name. Leave a review for the podcast, please, because those are very, very helpful. That uh, that sort of bumps me up the charts a little bit. That makes sure that people get to see me. And uh, then when people find me who maybe haven't heard me and are taking a risk, then your solid words of support will maybe push them up. It's like a, it's like when a when a restaurant has a has the world's best burger on their menu. It's not the world's best burger, but that they went out of their way to even tell that lie tells me they're at least proud of it, you know? So <laughs> I'm not telling you to lie, by the way, um, unless you hate the show, in which case, please do lie. But also, why are you still listening? Even at this point in this episode, or what, five, six minutes in, and you're still here and you hate the show? I, You got you to gotta engage in what you love. Grow some chrysanthemums. I feel like that's more for you. It's There are two types of people here in this world. There are Chris Betts versus fans and people who grow chrysanthemums. And I will brook no argument, which is ironic considering the nature of the show. But that's where it's at. This is the one topic that I will not give in on. It's chrysanthemums or me. And they both have chrysanthemums. So, you know, if nothing else, there's a little bit of love on both sides. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? All right, we're going to go into the first regret of the episode. This one I thought was a good one to kick it off because it had a very 2020 vibe. It was the episode of Ahir Shah and Garrett Millerick. I was arguing against Ahir. Garrett was judging. And I included both regrets in this because I felt like they were very 2020. Ahir's was that he regretted not spending more time sort of in the world and appreciating every moment that he had before the lockdown. And I argue... That basically, 
anyone who really appreciates every moment is a lunatic and you're lucky not to be them. And then that is immediately followed with Garrett's regret, which is that at the time he was staying in a Premier Inn and because he was redoing his house and <laughs> he was regretting the life choices that led him to that Premier Inn. And what I love about this is I think you really get to know Garrett by this regret. I've known Garrett for a long time and the way that this story unfolds and the reveal at the end is one of the most Garrett Milleric things I think I've ever heard. Um, as usual, if you enjoy it, I'll have all the uh, contact links for their Twitter and Instagrams in the description for the show. So if you want to follow these guys or check them out on other things, then definitely check out the description. But for now, let's go to the first regret. Here's Ahir and Garrett. Ahir? <laughs> What do you got? Yes. Uh, so it's a sort of <clears throat> a regret of the past and a regret that I can already see forming of the future, mm. uh, if that makes sense. You know, I think that uh, one thing that this year has done for a lot of us is that I really regret all of the times that I took what I now understand to be uh, sort of quite... Um, sort of uh, a, a normality that was on shaky foundations you know i i feel like i took a lot of that for granted and i also regret the fact that as soon as we've all got our guts shot for the pfizer i know that i'm going to go back to being exactly like that and will not like it now i'm like i shall truly appreciate the sun <laughs> and, and, and it's like, no i fucking won't i'm just gonna go back to the pub <laughs> all right so i think i mean i understand the urge to want to like live every day in the present and appreciate the small things. But if you, if you ever met someone who actually does that, <laughs> they're no, fucking, they're fucking insane. They're insane. They're unwell people. They are hacky sackers. They are, um, uh, they, a lot of them are fucking goop suppliers. I'm guarantee I guarantee you they're Gwyneth Paltrow fucking backups. Um, they're not, they're unwell people. They're, they're unwell that, uh, I, I think that it's, um, it's like wishing you were one of those people that runs a marathon a day. It's like, what are you running from though? You're not, <laughs> it's, but do you it's, not a, think it's, maybe, it's a level of, sorry. Do you not think that perhaps we just say to ourselves that those are unwell people in order to make ourselves feel better about the fact that actually we kind of wish we were more like that? That's a totally fair question, but I get to see these people on a long timeline, partly because I'm from Vancouver and that's their fucking capital. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they all live and I hate them. Uh, and also because I'm a bartender, so I used to see their life go if they were regulars, they would come in because I used to work at like really nice cocktail bars. And so they would come in and have like one cocktail and just be like, isn't this DJ amazing? It's like, no, <laughs> he's, he's playing... He's playing fucking, what's that guy with the auto-tune and the hat, uh, buy you a drink again and again? I don't know. It was like, it was the early 2000s when I did this. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, they're, 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 they're unwell. They're hiding from something in their past, and that's why they're so stuck in the future. They're, they're time agoraphobes. They are trapped, and it's, it's a mental illness. So what's better is that you realize that you haven't done it, and then you realize that you won't do it, but you make the most of it as you can. I think that, I think that to try to force anything more will degrade. Will uh, 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 I would, I would argue that there is a slight difference uh, between um, knowing, for example, that uh, you live in a city where there are great cultural uh, events happening all around you when they used to be happening and wishing that you had taken advantage of that more because now you realize that you can't have it. Mm. I think that there's a difference between that and being a haggy sack single cocktail person. Oh yeah, no, I it's- th I think that you are willfully conflating these things. No, see, I think because because you said that you um, you you took everything for granted that it was going yeah. on and these are people that take nothing for granted and right. they're they're they it's either there are two extremes to that which are the the very positive um insane people and like buddhist monks and you don't want to be either <laughs> those are the only people <laughs> 
that live. I lived I lived in a Buddhist monastery for a while. You don't want to be a monk. It's no good. <laughs> every, time I, dude, every time I play this game, I'm reminded by how absurdly varied your life has been. I've had a really good time. <laughs> Um, I'm, give, I'm giving it. I'm giving it to Chris. Yeah. <laughs> you live in a monastery. You're a bartender. You're a, a spiders or aliens guy. <laughs> if anything, I'm saying I want to be more like you. That's I, I, I've got it. I've got to give it to Chris because you you wouldn't hmm. go into Westminster Abbey. Yeah. It cost you twenty quid. <laughs> And then you bring it. I was so poor. <laughs> yeah, but it's such an experience. <laughs> you can also you can break into things like that. I remember when I was in uh, when I was in the Louvre or not in the Louvre um, in Paris. Uh, you know the Arc de Triomphe. Um, yeah. So a uh, uh, big beautiful arc. It's a uh, there's a tunnel that you take to walk underneath this huge roundabout, but it costs about like I think ten euros at the time to get there. And I didn't have any fucking money. I was like eighteen. I was traveling around, so I just ran across like a ten lane roundabout. <laughs> Uh, to try to break into the Arc de Triomphe. <laughs> and it turns out they don't have a fence around it. They're just like, hey, man, you risked it. You earned it. Come on. <laughs> Garrett, I would like to point out in my defense about the Westminster Abbey thing that this happened a few months after an event where I had 26p left in the bottom of my overdraft, went to Tesco, bought some Rizzler for 25p, and then had 1p. Uh, and like under those circumstances, Westminster Abbey is too expensive. Yeah, but you're not going back there now that you can afford it when lockdown lifts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. You're never going in. You're gonna you're, going in. you're gonna watch the footage of Diana's wedding, and that'll be it. <laughs> Close enough. So I'm still, still going to give it to Chris for a variety of very good arguments. There. <laughs> Thank you. Thank so you. So we're neck and neck at four points each. I think he's at five because he got that first round. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, I'm gonna put yeah that no on problem. Yeah um uh, uh are there any we took care of that uh, pretty quickly so um garrett have you got any any regrets that you want to get off your chest yeah i really regret having a builder smash my house up three days before a national lockdown was <laughs> <laughs> um which has led to me living in a premier inn um all right so favoring every moment <laughs> fair enough um i would say okay so here's here's what i would say to that for anyone else, that's a huge mistake. Yeah. <laughs> but, and Ahir can testify to this, for you, it's an opportunity to make memories. Because... <laughs> 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 for the people watching, Garrett is a wonderful, miserable man. And if, if things are going well, he has no idea. Years could pass by. But as a result of shit like this happening, he actually gets involved in the world in his life and he remembers things. <laughs> he gets in touch with friends. He starts to be a person again. Uh, so I would yeah. say that this is really like a, a fucking dream come true for you, man. This is great. Savoring every miserable <laughs> yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will say to those watching, I also know Garrett well enough to know that this is the one argument in which Chris is not joking at all. <laughs> <laughs> that is a sequence of true facts. Like, Garrett, you're very much like um, uh, another friend of ours, uh, comedian Glenn Moore, mm. uh, and I think that you fit into this uh, as well. You are, you are both men with objectively great lives, every element of which is conspiring against you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 fair. That is fair. Yeah, uh, this is this is going to be your show next year, so that's good. <laughs> that's, you got a show out of it. You got the time to write it. You got. I do have the time to write it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I have no. I, I, yeah, all of the all of my clothes. Um, were were basically taken by the builders and and put in the like the middle of boxes. I can't get to them, so I, I've had to be buying. This is a four pound t shirt I bought from Sainsbury's like down the road, and um, you're going to be wearing that during the show. I guarantee yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I bought I bought two of them. I bought I wasn't being cheap. I bought two no. of them, but the, the other one is in the is in the bathroom hanging up because I, I washed it in the sink. Oh my god, this is perfect. This is exactly what you needed, man. This is. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know who I'm giving this to because you both <laughs> we're, we're just in total agreement on yeah. this one. Yeah, I, I, all right. Um, I, everybody gets a point. I can't, I can't even argue against that. It's um, it's good. It, it's what they used to call character building stuff. Mm. Uh, 
Yes, we're, it's we're, we're saying that like my version of that at 37 is show building stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's um it's stuff that Calvin and Hobbes, the dad and Calvin and Hobbes would really approve of. <laughs> Be like, this is good. Good for you. I hope the heating gets knocked out so you really suffer. Um all right, so oh, yeah, that's it's not, it's not warm in here, man. This is an old premiere in, so I've got this is this is what I've got. <laughs> It's, oh, and they don't because there's there's no breakfast uh, here because of COVID, and also they won't make the room up. So, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Will they give like, you like clean sheets outside the door or anything? Or no, um, you've got to you've got to ask for them. I, I so I've been here for nine days now. I asked. I'm probably going to ask for some more because um, no. I went to look at the the building progress, and I've got a book in here for another four days minimum. So I'm, oh, really? Damn. I'll ask them for some new towels when I do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was so bleak. <laughs> Glad you're enjoying it, Chris. <laughs> it's so good. What's also really good about this is the fact that we all know you had alternatives. <laughs> 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 that for some baffling reason, you've chosen not to take instead like of doing this. Yeah, how many people would have had you in their house? <laughs> like, yeah. It actually got so bad. I had to ask people to stop offering because it was getting awkward. <laughs> I've also got to the situation now where um, really with my laws and stuff, they are, they are like, why are you paying to stay in a, in a, in a premier inn um, and you won't just come and stay at our house. And I'm like, I need my own space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And importantly with their daughter, your pregnant wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she, she's there. If yeah. I were them, I'd be offended. <laughs> they did seem to be offended when I came around. Of course. <laughs> We're in your four pound t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, this is just how I live I now. Put, Sorry. I put a monetary value on not wanting to be near you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <coughs> that's yeah. the most, that's perfect. So it's self-inflicted <laughs> as well. This is absolutely a choice. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. the reveal at the end of the show. I didn't have to do any of it, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it like that, it seems silly, doesn't it? <laughs> He didn't have to do any of it. Not, none of it. None of this had to happen. I love that man. What an odd, grumpy cat. All right, we're going on to the next one. This is from a an audience episode where I took in regrets from fans and viewers like you. And this one was by a listener called RJ, who I have known for... Jesus, 20, 20 years probably now. He's a very old friend, very dear friend. And he tells me about how he regrets losing his virginity. And honestly, uh, outside of the game, I totally get it. Inside the game, obviously, I got to argue that he's wrong. But it's a pretty messed up story. I think you're really going to like it. So let's get to our... Losing my virginity. Oh, nice. Starting strong. This is a big one. Uh, who's who said that? Uh, me. Where are we? Oh, cool. What's going on? Oh shit! This is my friend. <laughs> oh man. So how? Okay. I I'm not sure. I know how you lost your virginity. Regretfully. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it. Let's fix that right now. Um, RJ, what what happened? Walk us through this terrible day. Uh, I was extremely hungover. I was 18 years old. It's pretty old. Uh, I did. Uh, it was pretty old. I did not care for the female, and I did it to spite a different female. Oh wow! Wow, and you in, you in rage lost your virginity. Bed. And in my sister's bed. And in your sister's bed. Correct. Oh my god! Oh Jesus! You monster! Yeah. Yeah. You. <laughs> so it was like eight o'clock in the morning, extremely hungover, in my sister's bed. Uh, that's when I decided this is the time. This, this is it. This, this is it. The moment struck me. Wow, did, it is a regret. Did you did you know did you know the girl like well, or was she sort of a, a someone that yes. you just ended up in bed with? Yes, and you know her too. Beep. So I just cut a couple seconds out of this because well, he doesn't say her name, and he does try to keep it pretty vague. It felt like it might be a little too specific, so I just decided to cut out her description. So now we'll go back to the show. Beep. Here's now what what part like what. 
why do you regret that? Is it because that you wanted it to be a special thing? Is it, do you feel like you sullied your sister's bed? Uh, do you feel like you did wrong by the woman? I know I'm giving you a bunch of valid reasons to regret this. I mean, I, th I, just... I, think, it's, I think it's the perfect storm of all of those. All those things. Okay. It was, it was not the correct female. It was not the correct reason. It was not the correct state of mind after drinking all night. It was uh, in my sister's bed. And uh, yeah, I think, I think I ticked off every box of why I shouldn't have done it and still okay. did it. Okay. Here's why you fucking nailed it. <laughs> Okay. You crushed this. You absolutely crushed this. So here's, here's what you did, right? You got rid of your virginity. Check. Virginity is way overplayed. It's, it's, it's like red cups at college parties. It's a thing that only exists in American movies. It doesn't matter. It's, we've been told that it matters and it's significant somehow. doesn't matter at all. Uh, next. So it's good that you just got it out of the way and you didn't put too much pressure on it. A lot of people, their sex life is ruined because they had their like, uh, and then when, it, when they expected it to be perfect, and it wasn't perfect, like there were candles and they weren't in their sister's bed. You know, all the things that we all look for when we lose our virginity. <laughs> is that, um, and then it wasn't perfect for some reason. Then that sort of sours them on sex. Whereas you started at the bottom. And like Drake said, started at the bottom. Now you're here. <laughs> well, is, I think that the best thing for a sex life is to start off as bad as possible. Just make it terrible. Really be like, what was I thinking? And then no matter what happens the next time, you're having a good time. And that sets you on the path to enjoying sex for the rest of your life. What's even worse is if sex is great the first time, inexplicably, and then you're always trying to chase that dragon. And then you can never enjoy sex anyway. So I think really what you've done is by having one bad day, You've set yourself up for a life of joy. Huh, okay. I mean, you think <laughs> that would be the case, but uh, I continued to have terrible sex after that for a while. So. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you were 18. That's right. <laughs> that's it. I remember uh, I was, well, how old was I? I was 20, I think I was 21. And at one point, a girl that I'd, I'd been sleeping with for a few months interjected and she was like, right, we have to address this. And she taught me how to have sex because I was so bad at it. And she'd just been putting up with it for ages. So... <laughs> Uh, she, I think, uh, uh, I don't, I don't think you're alone in that. Everyone under the age of 25, and from what I've heard from women, most men over the age of 25 have no idea how to have good sex. So if you got there in the end, I think that's good. No, I think, um, I think you're fine. Also, I've got, I've got a brother who I love very much, but from my understanding, a lot of siblings don't get along, and so I feel like you having sex in your sister's bed is just one more step in an ongoing war. True. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't think you have to regret that at all. That's just, you know, cause and effect. That's back and forth. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry about that. Yeah, I like it. All right. I mean, he looks healed to me. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about it. But uh, Pierre, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think that worked. I think you've turned the, the regret into, if not an, an achievement, then something that isn't a regret. I like the idea of starting as badly as possible and moving up from there. That's definitely, that's good stats, good statistics. Yeah. Um, and I saw that RJ has got a sweet looking family as well, which he wouldn't have got. He does. Reality if he hadn't have done that in his sister's bed. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, yeah. I admire someone losing their virginity out of spite. Oh, it's well, pretty impressive. It's uh, bold. It's like something from the medieval times. I think it's good. <laughs> in his sister's bed that is messed up that that is for spite every no part of that is okay what was he doing i love it i love it so much that's why i like this show because people all over the world are doing things like that all the time and they choose to tell them to me and that means the world honestly the things that i have heard through this regrets round uh, over the years have really brightened my day and made me feel a lot better about my own mistakes. So thank you to the RJs of the world. Uh, the next episode is, uh, oh, by the way, if you were wondering who the voice is on that, that was Pierre Novelli, who is an excellent comedian. And as usual, his contact will be underneath the... Next, we're on to Glenn Wool. This was the episode with Glenn Wool with Judge Paul Byrne, and Glenn told me about uh, Heckler that he regretted not punching, which 
is a feeling that every comedian has had at some point. There's always one that sort of uh, uh, slips through and, you know, you think about them every now and then. Mine was a guy where he came in to a bar called Grumpy's that I worked at. I used to run a show at a bar called Grumpy's in in, uh, Montreal. And this guy used to come in and he would play Stairway to Heaven every Tuesday at the open mic on an acoustic guitar, including the solo. Seven-minute song every week. And he was pretty good. So the first time he played it, we were like, oh, wow, good for you. That was great. And then the second time, we were a bit like, oh, okay, all right. And then by the third time, we were like, we need to get this guy out of our lives right now. And so the fourth time he came in, he got gonged off stage. Now, one important thing to note is that I had talked to him at the bar a couple times because, uh, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a people person when you put a beer in front of me. And he told me that he had amnesia, didn't remember any of his life beforehand, which I just took at face value because who is this stranger to me? Might as well believe him. But then when he got gonged off stage, which was a regular thing, the, uh, the, the runner of the bar, uh, the head honcho, Ram, would be allowed to gong one person off stage every week. And it was always cruel, but it was always also pretty funny. And so he gonged this this stairway to heaven motherfucker, and the guy lost it immediately. Ran off stage, grabbed a pint of Guinness, threw it at Ram. Ram didn't even duck. One of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Kept pulling another pint without blinking. Uh, then the guy said, I spent half my life in prison. I'm going to come back here and murder all of you. Meanwhile, I'm on stage making fun of him because, you know, you can't leave a stage empty. That's rule number one. So he leaves. We keep going with the show. About two minutes later, it turns out he's gone to a construction site. He's come back with a two by four to beat me to death. Ram, hero, jumps over the bar with a bat, chases him out. That is a heckler that I wish I had punched. Fuck that guy. Anyways, this is Glenn's. Uh, where a heckler didn't just heckle, but it's it's the post-show comments that really got to Glenn. And um, I totally understand his point of view, if I'm honest. Let's get to it. Oh, do you know what? I've got one. Okay. Um, it was in... Uh, I did a show in um, South Korea... And uh, there was a heckler all the way through and not like um, like you'd just in the set, like you'd set up a joke with like a point and he'd be like, OK, well, let's just try and count them, you know, like and like he just didn't have the he didn't have the side of the crowd. It was like a really good show. And yeah. this one guy that just, you know, not 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 adding to it, just trying to pick at it. And yeah. then, so. I was, um, I'd been drinking Crown Royal too. Like I couldn't believe they had Crown Royal. So Canadian. Yeah. Wow. So I'm, I'm drinking Point Crown God. Royal. Yeah. <laughs> I do my last joke of the, of the show. It's about um, the sex offenders registry. It's about like uh, not wanting to sit beside a kid on a plane thing. You know, if oh, I God. sign myself up to the sex offender registry, <laughs> would I not have to do that? gets a big laugh and everything off the show i'm i'm talking with some other dudes and it's always like when everybody disappears this dude shows up and uh he uh he was like yeah you know uh you know that joke you did at the end that that's why i'm here and i was like what yeah that's why i'm in uh so korea you know saying and he could have been kidding that he was on the sex offenders registry but uh, there was no it's not funny enough yeah <laughs> it's, it's not like to how somebody think that about you you'd think like oh and then the twist was is like no sometimes i yeah. just go up and tell people i'm in the sex yeah. offenders registry they love it and it was just one of like i hated him fully mm. i'd been drinking crown royal and he told me that about himself and then the, the i woke up the next day and i was like i didn't punch that guy. <laughs> there was no, <laughs> there was no excuse. I had, I had, I was, I had the fight juice. Uh, my fight juice was filled right up to the brim. <laughs> I could have cleaned my windscreen with fight juice. 
I just forgot. I forgot to, you know. I mean, it's it's partly. I it, forgot I've got these justice makers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got kitty and fiddle right yeah. there. <laughs> Um, all right. So I, I would say, uh, okay. So that, that, that sex offender thing, you say like, it's not funny enough to be a joke, but I mean, if he proved anything that night, it's that nothing that he fucking says is funny. So that sounds like the kind of guy that would come up and be like, yeah, I totally sex offend you and me, right? Big guy. We're, to, we're in on this together and not mean it. So that's probably bullshit. feels like a weird time for him to trust you as well after fucking with you for the whole goddamn time. <laughs> Feels like a weird time for him to confess to you and open up. Um, also, I mean, I, I, I don't know South Korea's laws personally, but normally when I'm gigging abroad, I try to make it a point not to fight anybody. Yeah. Uh, because fuck no, every now and then you hear about some crazy law that is like, oh no, you can you can do coke on, on, on waitresses, but if you punch someone, you're going to jail forever. Like, no, but this is South Korea, and if the movies are anything to go by, any sort of situation at all, you can get in a big brawl, as long as you yeah. use karate or some sort of martial <laughs> art. <laughs> as long as you're fighting crime, which technically I would have been. Fighting a criminal. Well, he didn't touch you, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, you. I mean, you're right for not punching. There's, there's like a, what would have been gained? He would have won if you'd wasted your fist on him. He would have been in your head for the rest of the fucking night. But as a result, sounds like you went out and had a great time. How was the rest of your yeah. night after that? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, yeah, but and and here's the thing. He, he doesn't get into my regrets now. He got in tier two at the back. <laughs> oh, I'd already had a good regret. And his regret yeah. had to be dusted off where where he belongs. But if you if you'd punched him and say, I don't was this guy, was he like a small guy or was he pretty built? No, he was big. He He's was a big, big guy. And he yeah. and he came up saying he was a sex offender. Sounds like a glass jaw. I think you would have killed him. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I had I had him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wasn't standing correctly to to tell people he was a pedophile. Yeah. You wanna you wanna get here. <laughs> You want to get square with that little lean in, but he was like a—he looked like a thumb with legs. <laughs> there's, there's definitely no chance that he was like he was trying. He was doing that thing that an audience member will do of trying to make your joke back to you. That's though, what I of think. Like that, he, yeah. that he was going like not just oh we're we're sex offenders together, but. I pretended to be a sex offender to do that thing and it backfired and now that's why I live here. Yeah, no, it, it was, um, it was pretty, it was no, pretty he had heartfelt. Already he had already <laughs> proven himself yeah. quite unfunny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, I would lose a lot of money if, um, if I had to bet on it and it turned yeah. out. Yeah. No, he was not. Okay, well then how about this? If you'd punched him sort of, um, un like technically unprovoked he'd said a weird thing but not like necessarily punchable then you would have made a sex offender a victim and that is unforgivable he yeah. would have been able to go around and complain to people and then they would have had to feel bad for a pedophile is that the kind of world you want to create with your fists you're right you're right That's true. there you go yeah um I mean, I'm still surprised that as far as regrets go, that still beat out your first marriage. So. <laughs> um, I don't think the show's yeah. long enough for that one. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what way to score these ones. Um, if you think that I that I properly explained I don't know, it away, then you give me the point. There's a little bit of me that's just like, yeah, no, I think fuck a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be impartial, Paul. I think, that's, I think that's a reasonable regret. Now. <laughs> he he. That was a lot of punchable activity from him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wish I wish I'd punched him before he got his story out. Yeah. <laughs> Just walked up to me. Crack. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up and shows. Now, where's that head knight that couldn't shut the yaps? Yeah, I mean that's that's even the thing, because 
he gave you a proper one. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's up to you, Paul. You're the judge. It's hard to know. It's hard. I don't, but do you know what it is? I don't want to give uh, Bets the point for being the bigger man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I just don't want to give a pedophile a reason to complain. That's all. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. You can have it done. All right. All right. <laughs> Do you think you should have punched him for that? I still think that it's it's a bad joke. I think that it, he was one of those hecklers who thought he was playing along. But who knows? Maybe he really was a sex offender, and then you just uh, that's like a that's like a free pass. Surely, uh, that's up to you. Feel free to tweet me about whether or not it's okay to punch sex offenders. We're already talking about whether you can punch Nazis, which, by the way, you definitely can. You definitely. My granddad shot them out of the sky. I think we can punch them. Come on, guys. Anyways, moving on to the next one. This is the uh, penultimate set of regrets. This is from the show that Laura Lex judged with an audience involved. There are two on here. The first one is from a guy called Alex, who I had never seen or spoken to before. And his regret is really more of a breakdown. A very funny, very um, surprising breakdown. <laughs> we didn't quite know what to do with him, but it was a joy to behold. And then the next one is Paul Duncan McGarity, who is a comedian and archaeologist and very good friend of mine, who uh, came into the show to play along. And he talked about his regret of digging up all the skeletons that he has unearthed, which are many. I would have to say in the dozens. Um, he is very good at his job. He's been doing it for years. And normally when I've talked to him about it, he's always been you know, fairly interested in everything that he dug up. But this time we, we got into the macabre side of unearthing remains and uh yeah it was funny and it was interesting so enjoy that one i have a regret oh alex hit us so i quit my job uh nine days ago without nice. um prospect of another one nice uh in in which time i've found some kind of thing that might turn into a thing but um I still haven't told my parents and I'm now digging myself in a hole of lies um, trying to explain with this other thing that's coming through mm. how it worked with my original job, which I now don't have. And um, I've got to um, find some way to break it to them without just just the lies falling apart first. You get me? I think so. So you've trapped yourself in a web of lies. And is yeah. that is is that the regret? Is the lying the lying to your parents? Yeah, or is a it the bit. leaving the job? Just a little bit. No, no. Oh, oh, oh I'm so happy about the job and Good. the fact Good. that I'm unemployed. I'm fine with it. It's brilliant. Cool. So it's it's the lying to your parents, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, guys, uh, show of hands in the audience, who here doesn't lie to their parents? <laughs> oh, fuck. Exactly, oh, fuck. guys. They're made to lie to. It's the. <laughs> That's the deal. They lie to you as a kid. You lie to them as an adult. It's a back and forth, give and take situation. I think that uh, lying to your parents is a victimless crime. <laughs> uh, they love you regardless. There's nothing you can do to kick them out of your life. Uh, and so if it makes you feel better to keep them in the dark, fuck them. They're old. They'll be fine. They've, <laughs> they've, they've lived a life. How old are your parents now? Oh, um, they won't like me saying it. They're, they're over 60, both. Over 60. I mean, we're not going to look them up, Alex. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> look, I mean, who knows? <laughs> not again, anyway. The, the surname's out there. Oh, yeah. fair enough. All right. So, yeah, because no a... one go to my go find my parents. OK, oh. guys, I, I don't need this in my life. I feel like if nothing else, now people are more likely to try to find your parents. Oh, <laughs> gonna... oh no, it's over. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get them. I'm just gonna be like, look, don't worry about it. But put your privacy walls up. It's a, it's a thing. It's fine. Well, I'd say, um, Alex, See, you this think... kind of paranoia is the thing that we could avoid if cannabis was legalized and everybody stopped doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alex, would you? Um, do you think your parents have been totally uh, honest with you about their lives? Oh no! In fact, um, I've I've got um, if the, if they come at me, I'm gonna use come at you, the, Jesus. Yeah. No, well, if they if they say shit, I'm just gonna be like, well, you didn't tell me that my cat died um, until I did all my my uni work, 
but I'm still I still feel bad about lying to them. But that's my Whoa. that's my. I'm Hold ready. on. <laughs> Hold on. Just what imagine was that? Cat dying age six. Just, no, it was uni. Now, this was like three years ago. No, this was no, this was last year. Oh, so mad. That makes that makes it sound like they like you were asking them, "Is my cat alive?" And they're like, "You finish your uni work before we answer that." <laughs> was a far off. Schrodinger's essay. <laughs> I, you had summoned in and you'll find out, mate. Yeah, that's I feel like I feel like your parents, they sound like monsters. Uh, <laughs> it's just my mom. I, mean, I think <laughs> if nothing else, you should be lying to them more and you should you should bask in it. They 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 sound like they don't have your best interests at heart. It sounds like they killed your cat, if I'm honest. <laughs> so unproven. I think well, yeah, I mean they're you know, they're old, they're not dumb. Uh I <laughs> They, if anything, they know loads more ways to kill a cat. Absolutely. They've had <laughs> enough time to figure it out. It's not the first cat that's died since I've been gone. So, I mean, since you've but been gone. they know gone? they're supposed to feed them. It's for uni. No, no, no. They, they, they feed them. It, it, it was both Arsenic? times it was some kind of cancer, which again is like, hey, cancer could mean a lot of things. How did this happen? Is this confirmed? I haven't seen the records. I haven't seen the medical I don't know records. If cancer can mean a lot of things. I think no, it's, pre- it's pretty, it's pretty well, bare I mean, bones. You could say anything's cancer. I mean, you shave someone's head no, and you just no. go, he's dying of cancer. I wouldn't know the difference. I'm not going to go, no. well, can I see Can I see your x-rays? Like, I don't, I don't, even if I did, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know the difference. Is that true Alex, or is darling, it just a lot? Are you all right? No, no. I, I've been waiting on this for a while. Should we be coming over? <laughs> I just feel like if your video I'm goes gonna dead, go I'm going to so I'm gonna go. I'm going to get Morgan to give me a hug. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Can I put a regret out there of joining Alex's therapy session? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you guys are on gallery, you can see a hug's going on right now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Morgan, your housemate's a lunatic and he's going to kill your cat. Yeah, I feel weird. It's really warm. Uh, Alex, I think, I mean, I don't hear anything for you to regret here. I mean, there are things that you didn't talk about regretting about your life that you probably should. You seem like a pretty frantic guy. We're all pretty worried about you now. But, uh, but as for this lying thing, your parents sound like fucking outlaws, man. They sound like scoundrels. I think uh, if you didn't lie to them, I think it sounds like they might be disappointed in you. So if anything else, if nothing else, you're living up to, you know, the family ways and they might just be proud of you. Wow. And if nothing else, you've done very well in lying to yourself, at at convincing yourself that you quit that job rather than being asked to leave. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of cat cancer rants going on at whatever that job was. (laughs) The cats and the 5G. (laughs) They made a smart choice. (laughs) All right, we'll call that one there. Laura, what are you saying? Um, I, do you know what? I'm just so genuinely worried. I'm going to give the point to Alex and oh. Alex alone. <laughs> um, just because I feel like he needs something positive in his life. Yeah, I so that. I'm I making a third segment of my score sheet. The audience is on three, Chris is on four, and Alex is on one. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Petty points. Alex, it only gets worse. Oh no, this is not helping. Um, this is actually worse. Okay. I, I really hope that new project works out for you, man, because <laughs> you are not hireable. Uh, <laughs> um, just as a quick uh, aside to Luke, who regretted hearing Alex's therapy session, um, I would say, if nothing else, I bet you feel better about your life right now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, for knowing Alex for a long time, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not long enough. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Definitely long enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Uh, we got time for one more quick regret if anyone has anything. Otherwise, we'll move on to the speed round. Anyone got yeah, anything got they want to get up Chris. the chest? Oh, Paul, yeah. what do you got? I regret uh, every skeleton I've excavated. Every skeleton you've excavated. Now, for, yeah. anyone, for anyone that doesn't know Paul, that might sound like a very uh, terrifying sentence. Uh, he's not a grave robber. He is an archaeologist, which is a grave robber with a pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm starting to come around to that particular yeah. viewpoint, to be honest. I mean, I've I've known you for a while, and you have talked about a lot of your uh, skeletal remains uh, mm-hmm. that you've discovered, and always with glee in your eyes. Yes, even I'm, I'm starting to regret that. Even when we talked about like kids' bones, you were like, "They're pretty small." It's, yeah. Wow. And these are yeah. and these are like he didn't kill these kids. I want everyone to know that. That's very important. These kids died of 
I don't know, old age probably. It was the 1800s. So uh, why what, why the sudden change? It's been over sort of the last year. Um, I've been asked to start writing articles about archaeology and skepticism. And one of the first things I did was about an ancient alien mummy in the Atacama Desert, um, which turned out to be not an alien. Uh, Shocker. I know, uh, yeah. but instead a, a mummified uh, fetus that was purchased by um, someone who didn't live in the country and now keeps it as a, in their private collection. And yeah. I'm sort of like, yeah, yeah, that's the kind of shitty stuff I've been doing. So, uh, well, not that particular. Hold on. Wait, what are you, well, what are you I, doing wait, outside wait, wait, of wait, the wait. job? And I congratulated yeah, no. you on becoming <laughs> a father last year. Are we finding out it was some kind of desiccated jar baby? I have only accidentally brought home bones once, right? That was it, in, on the bottom of my shoe. I had a finger. It was an accident. <laughs> that's pretty. Wow. That's pretty good. So what? What? So are you worried that you your discoveries will turn into someone else's? No, weird Chris, thing? we are not done with the fetus <laughs> mummies. You don't hear something like that and just be like doop 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 doop. No, <laughs> hang on a minute. How many fetuses do you have in your house? <laughs> not in the house. Like around right. the desk. I've got a dog under the desk at work and a live dog though not like a dog fetus in a jar no 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 like a, like a, in a box and um i think downstairs there's about four or five infants in the in the warehouse right now but yeah i in think in warehouse. our offices right. i think in the offices there's about 100 people in boxes hmm. uh, yeah i mean they're similar dead. to amazon then <laughs> yeah <Hey. laughs> I um so what 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 are you worried about this turning into? I just think it's right. First of all, it's incredibly exploitative for the of of experience. and a lot of my sites have been turned into documentaries, and they're just showing the pictures of the people. And I don't think when they died, first of all, they knew what TV was, and secondly, like they can't give consent. You if you are on TV now. Yeah. You have to sign a consent form. Yeah. And just because these guys died and they tend to be like poor people, mm. we're like, hey, look at this dickhead's leg. I don't think it's to do with how much money. They're, they're fucking dead, Paul. No, but the reason yeah, they're getting that's all. like dug they're up is dead. because it tends to be poorer. Like one of them. No, is, the reason like, they're the... getting dug up is that they're dead. <laughs> yeah. So they have yeah, no opinions on any of this. Yeah, we're not, know, we're not digging out people that are buried in sand on the beach. It's a very yeah. different. It's not a fun day out. These guys were dead I for years. I just feel like the opinions of dead people is so far down my priority list. <laughs> <laughs> Like, unless we get to the end and life is directed by M. Night Shyamalan and you've got to explain to all these guys and I'll be like, oh, sorry, yeah, you were great documentaries. Yeah. I just don't think they care, Paul. Worry about the living. Yeah. You could what? literally play a xylophone with all the leg bones you've ever found and no one will give a shit because they're yeah, fucking can. dead. Now who's thinking about cartoons, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Paul. There's no, there's, there's a, there's nothing to regret here. They don't, uh, they, they don't, they're not going to haunt you. They're not upset about it. They, they. I mean, if you're digging them up and they're in these numbers, that was probably like a pretty shitty grave in the first place, right? We're not talking Tutankhamun here, and so they probably didn't want to be buried when they were buried at all. So thanks for moving me, Paul. This was a shithole. I hate this poor neighborhood. <laughs> Get me out of here into a nice box. This box is made of nicer wood than my house was made of. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> I was a poor person. In the 1700s. <laughs> Paul, there's yeah, like, fair enough. <laughs> Paul, there's so many things with them that you could have done that you didn't as well. And you got to feel you good about that. You don't know that. You do not know that. <laughs> I've, I, uh, I, think, I think the fact that you regret it speaks to the fact that you don't fuck them bones. <laughs> <laughs> and I regret missing yeah. the opportunity. <laughs> you could have you built a spooky temple exclusively from them. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that would have been terrible. That would have been a lot of bones as well, because you would have put the work in, which is a bad sign. Well, I've dug up 500 skeletons, so I'll have, I've had the bones. Oh. Yeah, good. Who cares? They're dead. Make a Jenga pile. Bring your kid. <laughs> Doesn't... <laughs> Doesn't matter. They're gone. You're good. And, um, and a lot of the things you've dug them up for have been, like, projects. It's not like you're just curious. So you're like, hmm? <laughs> Probably some bones down here. You're not. You're not fucking Igor. You know. 
it's always been to move them and you're pretty respectful you know you don't come in with a hammer and just smash them out you dust them off like it's jurassic park and and you try to get them out of there so i think i think if nothing else you're treating them with much more respect than the worms did mm. <laughs> all right yeah all right good happy happy to unburden you my friend mm. <laughs> all right laura what are you saying I'm giving it to you, Chris, because I fully agree. They're dead. Who nice. gives a shit? Fuck them. These as stupid long as you kill someone dead first, idiots. You can do what you want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the end of the regrets round. Laura, what's the score? The score is five points to Chris, three points to the audience, one to Alex. Alex. I'm, I'm going to give two points to that fetus as well because I feel bad for that. Oh. <laughs> you fucking fetus. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Paul makes some good points. I uh, I don't know how I'd feel digging up child bones. I feel like I should have put a disclaimer beforehand saying uh, there's a lot of discussion of child bones in this. But um, you know what? That's uh, apologies or not. I, I'm not sure how I want to run this show yet. If I want it to be sort of uh, me on your side and I'm sorry I, I wasn't there for you or if I do the sort of, you know what? Shut the fuck up. And, and too bad i feel like that second one's just a little too harsh i'll find a nice in between you know i think it'll depend on the complaint i'm not going to play zone defense i'm going to play man to man anyway we are on to our last regret of 2020 of the best of 2020 we obviously had a bunch and they were all super fun these were just the ones that sort of made me laugh the most uh this one is from the final episode of 2020 which came out or which was recorded on December 23rd. It was right before Christmas. And it was John Hastings and Jack Berry. And John told us about the time that he masturbated in a botanical garden in front of his friends. And it was just so disgusting and so funny. And Jack Berry was so funny uh, jumping in with his with his quips. Uh, he mentions a frondy teenager at one point, which was just ugh, perfect. Uh, the This one cuts off a little abruptly because we immediately go into talking about The Wire Season 2 for about five minutes. So I just cut it where I cut it, because if you want to hear the thoughts on, on The Wire Season 2, absolutely, go for it. But, um, but I'll, that's available on the full episode. Obviously, all these are available on the full episodes on the podcast stream, so if you, if you enjoy any of them, go back and re-listen. Um, obviously, you can follow everybody again. Uh, all the links are in the description of the show. Now let's get to John um, talking a, a great deal about sperm. I regret, I'm changing this just because the theme seems to be for some reason come, so I'm changing this to <laughs> <laughs> Invite a man from the Wrestler Review Podcast onto your show, and it will become a show about come. Hey, if it, was, if it wasn't for uh, Dylan not knowing how to fucking organize his life, he would have been judging, and then, oh lord, fat load comments would be flying. Um, uh, I, uh, I, when I was, uh, 13, I believe, uh, because of an escalated version of truth or dare, I full masturbated in a botanical garden next to a, a keg steakhouse in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada <laughs> in minus 45 degree weather. Well, like four of my friends watched to confirm that I did it. And, uh, for the purposes of this game, I regret that. <laughs> you can say you're proud of it if you feel like it no i want to see what you how you how you have to make me proud of it i want to okay. say that's so uh, what all right happens to your calm at minus 45 degrees it freezes right to a wall and was there for a long time like we checked a <laughs> bunch of times <laughs> so um were you were you facing them while you did it or did you have no, to back to them back, back to them back to back them to so them it wasn't like an eye contact extreme thing. pain <laughs> Why were you in a botanical garden? Tell me, walk me through how this became a thing. Okay, it started earlier in the, the year where a friend of mine- <laughs> That's, That's all good. Really long day. lead up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend of mine ate a bunch of bad pizza and farted so badly someone thought he shit his pants. Okay. So then someone else was like, oh, you shit your pants? Well, I'm just going to shit here in this park. And then he was like, okay. And he shit in the park. And then this it turned into a giant competition between all of us of what weirder body stuff could we do 
just in public, such as like pissing off of things, shitting in weird places, trying to shit in the street, like just insanity. Yeah. yeah. And okay. then no one, but no one would, everyone was going yellow and brown and no one would bring white. <laughs> ah, <laughs> you got to fill in that spectrum. And I said, all right, it's time. And I, a part of me was like, it's time to win this. And so I did. <laughs> and you did win. I certainly did. It put, it put an end to all of it. The, I mean, I, that, that put an end to it, as did me doing it again three weeks later, because someone didn't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> they, they believe. They just wanted to see. Yeah, that's 100%. They were that like, pers- that mm, person was in love with you. There's no well, way that you did that, or we'll do I it again at my <laughs> house. <laughs> so, well, John I wouldn't say dies. what they got was a show. Uh, um, but they got something. I would... Uh, so it okay this was part of a competition so a all you're doing is asserting dominance over guys who clearly think that they're alphas because they're shitting in the street that's not a beta move there aren't a lot of cucks shitting in the street so i think that you had to establish your dominance over this group of honestly fucking animals Mm. Uh, and if nothing else by shutting it down with your creamy whites you You did the fucking town a favor. They should give you the key to the city for stopping all these kids from shitting in the street. This is all yeah. you did was it was like um, it reminds me of that that thing in um, there was a drinking competition in Parks and Rec. I've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec during lockdown, and they were drinking for Ron Swanson's fate, and mm-hmm. all and all the all the women were sort of drinking to try to get him to stay with the park or go home or marry them. And um, and in the end, he said, "This ends now." And he took the whole bottle and he chugged the whole thing. That's you here. You're Ron Swanson. You stop them from getting alcohol poisoning slash teenage records for shitting on, I'm assuming, statues because the leap from human to bird in this is very short. Um, also, a botanical garden is a strangely beautiful place to do that. You mm. expose your friends to culture. You brought them into a, <laughs> a, a serene place for a natural act, whereas they were probably doing it near bridges and other gross surroundings milieus um you so he's probably like an after school gang he was like he was like getting gangs off the streets he's like an yeah after school program he interceded when it was about to get too real just before they were about to steal a van kind of thing you know they'd been doing graffiti and they were going <laughs> to graduate into real crime he shut it down he bust that nut and set them all on a good course how are they doing now are they are they all good men no, well, <laughs> shocking, shocking. One of them, one, one of them is a janitor at the high school that we went to, which continues to just be the saddest thing in the world. Also, he was a bit of a cunt, so I'm kind of cool with it. All right. Uh, one of them is now actually driving for the prime minister in a real turnaround of things. Good for him. I, yeah. Less said about that guy, the better. I'm just like, man, I guess the background checks are not done nearly as strenuously as you think they would be. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the rest of them are fine, I guess. Yeah, One's see, a big-time drug dealer. None um, of them, none of them would have accomplished anything had you not shut that shit down when yeah, it happened because it was clearly escalating. Certainly, yeah. Yeah. I think one, so, one of them, one of them had three kids by the time he was twenty. It might have been my fault. He saw he saw my loads and was just like, "I'm gonna do that, but with a lady <laughs> into a woman instead <laughs> of a botanical garden." That's right, into the into a lady's individual lady garden, <laughs> mm. ladies botanical, fragrant um paste that wall yeah man i don't see i mean you didn't suffer any consequences for it True. Uh, it's a great story certainly is is. always good you can't regret a great story certainly um, can't you did it in public but in private in public which is like weirdly thoughtful but also dangerous of course this so feels dangerous. like um you didn't fuck a plant which you didn't come on a plant which is very thoughtful you came on a wall if you come on a True. plant that's that's messed up you well yeah made some kind of hybrid like a human, yeah. A jo- imagine half like a John, half plant kid, a lily with his head on it, just a single one growing out just of the crush the stem immediately. Yeah. One day you're just going to be on stage at a gig, and there's going to be like a really frondy teenager in the audience who's like, "Daddy." <laughs> Brandy teenager is good yeah. stuff. Um, like, is that you? And it'll just be like a face, just like yours, under all these like under all this foliage. Um, all right, we'll call that there, Jack. What are you saying? Did I uh, um, did I make his his pain yeah, go away? Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed that a lot. I think you you definitely argued me. That was that was something to be very proud of. 
you made me think of, I've been watching a lot of The Wire mm. in lockdown and it made me think of the you know Dennis the cussy character the guy who like quits the game so that he can start yeah. a boxing gym to get the kids off the street yeah um and now whenever I watch The Wire I'll be thinking of um uh John's come And that's it. The final regret of 2020. That's a wrap on 2020 for me, guys. It was so very fun. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening and for being a part of the show. It means a lot if you're watching the Twitch stream or the YouTubes or anything like that. It's 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 been really great for me to make these shows. I'm really looking forward to doing the ones in 2021. I'm going to keep this going even after lockdown stops, which is, what, 2023 now? I think, I think we're aiming for. Anyways, uh... If Again, if you want to support the show, you can do it at patreon.com slash mrchrisbetts. Again, all that money will be going towards paying an editor to make the show better. So if you enjoy the show but you think it could be better, send me some money. Uh, there is a – what else? Uh, make sure to follow uh, all the people that were on the show. They are fantastic, and they're such good comedians. I only book people that I really like and who make me laugh. So it's uh, I guarantee all of them. Uh, there is anything else. January is a fantastic month for judges. We have, uh, uh, we have Sean McLaughlin's coming in, Evelyn Mock, uh, Helen Bauer, Mickey Overman, um, Olga Koch, Ed Knight. It's going to be a great month. I'm really looking forward to it. So make sure to keep up on the live streams, uh, uh, subscribe to my YouTube or Twitch channels to, uh, get notifications of when they're starting, but they're basically every Wednesday at 7.30 PM UK time. That is 2.30 PM Eastern Time in North America and 11.30 a.m. Western Time, which are weird times midweek. But you know what? I just feel like no one's going to work right now. So just sit back and enjoy it. Anyway, thank you again so much for listening this year. I've had a blast. I hope you've really enjoyed it. Uh, Again, please leave a comment, rate, subscribe, like, retweet. Uh, What are the other ones? Snap it, chat it, twist it, bop it, pull it. All the good things. Thank you again for listening. This has been an absolute blast. I wish you a happy new year. I hope this year is full of good things for all of you. I look forward to giving you this podcast every week again. The next stream is going to be January 6th, and the next podcast release will be next week. Until then, great to talk to you. I love you.